Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Hi everybody, my name is Sarah and this is Chami and we are going to talk about Chami's story and how he shares life, shares faith and shares Jesus. So Chami, you have been coming to C3 for a couple of years now, you're on our academy at the moment. Yeah. Tell us about how you came to know who Jesus was. Yeah, um, so I yeah didn't grow up um, in a Christian household, um, neither of my parents are, are Christians mm-hmm. um, and I was first introduced to like Christianity for real. Um, other than just kind of hearing about it, um, when I met my my best friend in secondary school, um, so he and his family were Christians, mm-hmm. um, and I just kind of adopted everything um, that I admired or, and or liked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was a Christian. I was like, "Oh, bet I'm a, I'm a Christian too. Like you went to church? Okay, yeah. Like I can I can do the whole whole church thing." And your friend sharing and doing his life with you is actually what introduced you to Jesus, rather than like a. This is who Jesus is, or right. this is what a that's interesting. Right. So when you had your personal kind of revelation and started to pursue God yourself, what yeah. did that look like at the time? Um, yeah, so I had my my, my first encounter, um, and that was such a such a profound moment mm-hmm. for me. Like um, at that time, I kind of felt like I was living life in, in black and white. Um, and when I had that encounter, it was like just a burst of, mm-hmm. of color and excitement and enthusiasm and hope um, in a time. Um, at which I felt hopeless. So yeah, following that encounter, I was just really excited, really, really enthusiastic, really, mo- uh, really motivated. Um, so I started trying to like make changes to my mm-hmm. life. Um, tried to to pray more. Again, like I was ignorant and didn't have much input, so I didn't really know like how mm-hmm. to do that in a way that's that's effective. Um, but yeah, just just working really hard, trying to do all the things that Christians do. Mm-hmm. Um, but only only getting so far without the support, without the encouragement, without the community, without mm-hmm. people being there to pick you up. Um, when you fall down. I had seen one of my boys, Wanye, shout out Wanye, every time. Um, Wanye had like put some stuff out on his social media mm-hmm. um, about like st- stuff like this, like content he had like created and been a part of at C3. So I was like, okay, that looks kind of cool. That doesn't really look too like churchy. It looks mm-hmm. kind of fly, kind of, you know, <laughs> vibrant, well. kind of fresh. I was like, okay, let's, you know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's check it out. So I just decided to, to pull up to, to, to C3 one Sunday. It was the 7th of November, 2021. That was mm-hmm. my first Sunday. Um, at that um, service, I think I went to the 11.30, they announced that the following Sunday, there were going to be baptisms. It was Baptism Sunday. Yeah. Um, so kind of was um and ah and all week um, about whether or not to get baptized. Decided at 5, 12 p.m. <laughs> on, on the day to get baptized. So I said, Mama, let's let's go. So we, we left, we, we rushed, mm-hmm. um, got baptized, um, and yeah, um, the, rest is, the rest is a testament. Yeah. Rest is history. So you had your friend in school um, sharing his life and his faith with you, and then you were able to enter into community because of things like what Wanye was doing, sharing his faith and his life on social media and in his world. Mm -hmm. And then you made that public declaration of your personal faith, which is amazing, and became a part of our community. You do academy now and yeah. stuff like that. Tell us about how you are sharing your life and your faith. So I was working at Primark at the time and uh-huh. I saw one of my friends from work at a bus stop. Um, so I, like, we, we just started chatting um, and there was another guy 
quite, quite, quite a big guy um, next to him. Um, and I was like, I, I went to, who, who is Zav Bousquet, by the way, as most of you will know. <laughs> Affectionately, I call him Saint Junior because that's my, my first disciple. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Zav's he, at the bus stop. Yeah, he's going to get mad dog. <laughs> it's true, so firm it. Um, he's at a bus stop, and I just introduce myself to him. I just acknowledge him, say, what's up, yeah. bro? Um, and it's funny, like, it turns out my, the guy, called, he's, he's called Ansel, Ansel, um, who I knew from work. He mm. wasn't actually getting the bus, so he was waiting with Zav. Oh, okay. At the bus stop. So Zav and I end up um, getting, getting the bus. Somehow, um, Zav and I get to talking, um, and it's just, just a real conversation, like, mm. real uh, vulnerable conversation. He for some reason decided to, to open up to me about some stuff he was going through and I was able to kind of just, one, like tell him I relate, tell him I feel him, um, mm -hmm. kind of match his vulnerability and, you know, show him that I'm a human too. Yeah. And then, and then also um, able to kind of share like my faith and the things kind of that, that help me and give me a, a foundation mm -hmm. um, when I'm going through stuff. And then, yeah, invited him to church that, that Sunday. He came and I remember like, he, he I don't think we sat together during the service, I think he came and found me. I think I was at the front. He he wanted to like chill at the back. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, do you? Um, and then he came and he came and found me. Uh, came and found me. Sorry, at the end, um, and he was like, bro, like bro, like people are so nice here. Like, well, like why is everyone so like nice? And he was just like, you could see like the shock, yeah. the, the confusion um, on his face. Bless him. Um, and then yeah, like he he. I think that Sunday he he made a commitment. Mm -hmm. um, when there was a salvation report, I think he put his hand up because he came out with a little Bible and a coffee cup in his mm -hmm. hand. So I was like, okay, I think I know what that means. Um, and then, yeah, he got, he got plugged in straight away. Amazing. Amazing how something as simple as your childhood friend being his authentic, God-loving self and, and his family showing you that kind of love and compassion leading to and building this legacy that you then get to be a part of and pass on because mm -hmm. you're sharing your life and your faith. And then Sab is doing the same and then all the people impacted by him. It's awesome. Thanks for sharing. My pleasure. Come on, let's give it, let's give another shout out to Chame, come on. What a fantastic testimony, a story of God's power working through individuals. You know, you see these guys, you see Chami, you see Zav, and you just think, transformed by the gospel, transformed by Jesus, never the same. Come on, Chav. Hey, we're on. Chav, you're, you're, you're um, oh, who are you? That's Chami. I'm just getting them confused now. They don't even look anything alike. Anyway. We're on our final message of this series. We are finishing off today, and we are looking today at sharing Jesus. Sharing Jesus. Hey, did anyone here watch Eurovision last night? Wow. Okay, well, I watched Eurovision last night, and it suddenly dawned on me, every single week we do this shout-out to our locations. We've just stolen that from Eurovision. I feel like I'm Graham Norton right now, you know, ready to go. So, hey, Barry St. Edmunds, if you're listening, I'd love us to be able to go live and throw them off on the screen and be like, hey, this is our Eurovision moment, but we don't quite have that technology yet. Shout out to Barry St. Edmunds. Shout out to Colchester. Stream to our prisons. And also, we never do this. Let's give a shout out to Cambridge ourselves. Come on. 
Hey, well, today we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus. You ready for that? Yeah. 2,000 years ago, an event happened that changed things forever. On an evening in a small surrounding, it wasn't extravagant. It was just a kind of humble surrounding. God came down to earth. Jesus was born. It was the most humble of environments. But the world was changed. The world was changed. Have you ever wondered what makes the Christian faith different? Well, I've heard it said from many different well-meaning people, you know, all religions are the same. You know, all, you know, we're all trying to get to God, to a higher power, to achieve enlightenment, to, you know, they're all some sort of same thing, some light, something. But something makes our faith different. And do you know what it is? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. This is what it says in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. John 14 verse 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I love that Edson already has shared so much from John this morning as he's saying it. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm in the same place. Come on, this is great. What I love about our faith is that there's no level to achieve. Nothing we can do is going to achieve enlightenment. We can't do something so well that we're going to be reincarnated in the next life. None of those things are right. None of those things are true. That's not part of what we believe. The act of belief in a Savior who came down to earth to humble himself and to forgive our sins and give us a pathway to the Father is simply enough for us. So we have to simply believe in Jesus. Our God is not a God who forces us to love him out of some sort of blind devotion with no lack of free will or option. No, our God came down to earth to meet us to be able to come and restore relationship with God the Father. And it wasn't simply that he came down to earth and that he lived a life. It was that he came down to earth, he lived a sinless life, he died on the cross, and he didn't stay there. He rose again. He defeated death. He rose again. And then he went again. Where did he go? He ascended. But he left us behind. Not forever. He's coming back again. But he left us behind. And this is what it says in Mark. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. We are Christ's ambassadors. We are his official, authorized representatives on earth. I've been thinking through this and I've come to the conclusion that our ambassadorship, our role, our job, what it means to be a Christian, whatever you want to say, our job is, is, should be this. It should be a natural overflow of discovering faith in Jesus. You see, a true faith-filled, born-again, spirit-filled believer has a natural desire to talk about Jesus, to talk about Jesus when something good happens in your life, what's your natural tendency? 
you talk about it. You celebrate it. Why would we, the people who have the greatest news on the planet, want to hide that? Why would we want to hide that? Often we hear stories of Jesus filling a void that people always knew they had that they've tried to fill with drugs, with sex, with money, with alcohol, with family friends, with uh, relationships, with education, with food, with travel, whatever it is. People just try and fill this void and they can never fill it. And it's a void that drives people to seek out whatever they can. It seems that we're all born with this void to discover our place. What is our purpose? Who are we in this world? We have the answer to that void. We have the answer to that void. Let's not keep it to ourselves. In Acts 2, we can see the beginnings of the early church. Stories of thousands turning up to events and a hunger and desire for living together in community. The thing that struck me as I read through this was this. Look at this on the screen. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. The Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. What struck me was that there was a normality in the way that this was written. It was just day to day. People were becoming Christians, Christ followers. They were following Jesus day by day. There was something that was just plain and simple about it. Yet it's not simple. It's radical life change. See, we're God's chosen method for growing his church. We're his chosen method. Through him, we're able to do that. So let's be comfortable with it. Let's be comfortable with that fact. I believe our default setting as Christians is this, that we should be a people who are willing to share life, to share faith, and to share Jesus, to share Jesus. A few weeks ago, two weeks ago in fact, we had someone stand up on this platform and introduce us to an app, the Isaiah 61 app. I don't know what's going on with my brain today. Can't get numbers right, can't get names right. Anyway, it's even written on the screen in front of me. But I want to let you in on a little secret. A few weeks before that, uh, we had a Zoom call as a staff team where John Kirkby was able to introduce us to the app and say, hey, this is the app that I've come up with. You know, it's really cool and it's really simple, etc., etc." And I was sat there. And if you don't know this about me, I'm now going to let you in on a little secret which is not really a secret. I am actually quite a defiant person. Um, I don't like people forcing me to follow rules. I certainly don't like doing anything just because that's the done thing. That's to say, I didn't download the app. (gasps) I heard about what John Kirkby was sharing and I thought, how awful. Why would we need an app? Surely everyone does this naturally anyway. This is just like what you do as a Christian, right? Right? Wrong. (laughs) Clearly I was wrong. He even had research and everything to prove that my arrogance was incorrect. That I was wrong. So a few weeks later I downloaded the app. (laughs) I put some goals in. And then when John came and spoke, I added a couple more. 
And what I didn't realize, what I needed to do is I needed to reframe how I view this app. Because as I put these goals in, I didn't realize, but what I was actually doing was putting prayer requests in an app. And I thought, I'm going to reframe how I view this because God answered these prayers in a way that I had never expected. Over the last three weeks, the goals that I've put in the app have all moved forward in ways that I had no control over. This was my first goal. It's a good one. You ready? Connect further with staff in a local coffee shop. Be a good customer. You know, start simple, sharing life. Be faithful in my devotion to coffee. <laughs> Be a good witness through being pleasant, trying to build relationships, and drinking coffee. Three days later, after I wrote this, I walked into the coffee shop that I was talking about. I ordered my coffee, flat white, in case you just want to know that. Don't know why I would be saying that, in case you're buying a buy one or something. And I also ordered my wife's hot chocolate. I looked to my left, and there was someone I knew on the espresso machine. He'd recently moved from a different coffee shop to this coffee shop, and he's been attending C3 for quite a while. And I thought, wow. This is a strange coincidence. We chatted briefly while I waited and discovered that he'd actually moved to this coffee shop a month ago. And I go to this coffee shop at least, at least once a week. So we just hadn't crossed paths while I was in this shop. I wrote that prayer request on Sunday, and on Wednesday, I discovered someone with faith was now working alongside the people that I wanted to be a good witness to. What an opportunity. What an opportunity. My second goal I'd written in the app, continue to connect with the parents in the school playground at Caleb's school. Let's rewind a few months before I'd even heard of this app. There's one parent in the school that I went to secondary school with. We had some mutual friends, and we knew each other a little bit at school. We weren't great friends, uh, but you know, I think she went out with one of my school friends and that sort of thing, so sort of a relationship. Well, random encounters, court conversations, and she drops off her kids in one class while I drop Caleb off and another. Didn't really think much about it. Cambridge is a small place. Christmas comes around, and we host an assembly in this room for a local school. An opportunity for there to come and to hear a little bit about a different church experience, and then they put on their assembly. And I was stood at the back running sound for it. Guess who was in the room as one of the staff? My school friend. My school friend. I thought, huh, that's a strange, you know, interesting. Now she's seen where I work, what I do, sort of. The week after I wrote this goal, we crossed paths at drop-off in the morning, then I head to work, and I pop to Sainsbury's just over the road. And then, as I get to the till, I look to my left. There's my school friend. This is strange. How is this happening? Weird. There's another opportunity. Third opportunity. On the way home from the coffee shop that Wednesday, I spot a man who had more gray hair than I remember him having when I last saw him. He was running down the road out on a jog. And I thought, hey, that's one of my closest friends from school. I wonder why he's here. I knew he didn't live in this village anymore. He'd moved further away. And he was back. So I I drop him a text, and I find out a little bit about some of the hard times that he's been facing over the last few years. We're arranging to meet up 
to go for a drink. There's another opportunity. None of these stories have endings. I can't tell you they're in the room right now and they're going to come up and join me on the stage and we're going to worship Jesus because they found him. I can't tell you that yet. Three weeks ago, I would never have even considered these encounters as anything more than being from a relatively small city that I've got a fair amount of history within to connect with people all over the place. But I stand here today and I realize there are opportunities all around us. There are opportunities all around us. Sometimes the only reason we can't see them is because we're walking around with our eyes closed. What does scripture tell us? The book of Matthew tells us there's a harvest. It's ripe and ready. It's plentiful. All we can do is sow the seed, do our part as God has for us. It's not our job to save people. We're not good enough. (laughs) And it wouldn't work anyway. But it should be our natural response to Jesus, to him who has saved us. We can't help but see opportunities all around us. You know what I can do today? I can stand here and I can testify that people I know with no faith background, through simple invites to church, through conversation with friends, have had their lives radically changed when they've encountered Jesus. I've seen people show up in this room, in this building, that I've had connection with through school or work or whatever it is, and just encounter Jesus and had their lives radically transformed. I've invited barbers. I know I'm wearing a hat because I don't really have much hair anymore, but I still go to the barbers because I've got a captive audience for 30 minutes or whatever it is. I've invited barbers. You know, in lockdown, we couldn't get haircuts. So you either went one way, grow my hair out, shave it all off. I went for the shave it all off option. Anyway, I'd grow my hair out a bit. And I invited this guy because we couldn't get haircuts, but for performances, for live events and streaming, you could get someone in to cut your hair. So we uh, got this guy in, and all the guys for Breathe 2021 got their haircuts so they would look good to be a, <laughs> when we were doing the live stream. What a weird way to get someone into the church building. And it wasn't like he came in and he went, oh, wow, I'm, I want to be saved straight away. But it was a little baby step to say, hey, this is, we're going to normalize faith. Faith is not odd. Faith is not strange. The people might be a bit strange. But we just want you to know that there's a God who loves you. And he can experience some of the, kind of the, the joy that overflows from people's lives as he steps into this place. I've also seen random strangers invited to church who've point blank just said no. But what I can testify to is that when people are faithful and they sow seeds, sometimes it falls on fertile soil. And when they turn up to hear or they have conversations, they meet a loving father through the son he sent down and they get relationship with him. Even yesterday I was chatting to someone and I heard that last Sunday someone came for the first time and they responded to Jesus at the end of the message. You know, this is a God who is radically transforming and changing people's lives. This is what I want to leave you with today. What opportunities have you neglected? What opportunities have you neglected? I've never said today, it's easy. Never said that. 
I've never said, this is just a doddle. We can all do this with no problem. I don't, I'm not promising you that. The Bible isn't promising you that. But we've got a work to do. We've got a work to do. This is our obligation, our mandate as Christians. Feeling pressure? Well, I think this should just be natural. This should be as simple as... Because when we've had a revelation of Jesus, why do we want to keep that to ourselves? Why do we want to keep that to ourselves? And I know so many of you in this room are so brilliant at sharing the gospel, sharing faith, sharing Jesus, sharing life with people. But I want to encourage you. We do have a job to do. So as we close out this series, we're going to pray together that God would use us, that we'd be able to see opportunities around us See, if, if one thing happens through the result of this series, that we begin to see people as God's beloved who need to experience Jesus in a fresh way, in a new way, and we start to see there are opportunities all around us. You know, they don't have to be your best friend. They don't have to be a really close relationship. They can be a bus driver that you see every day that you don't really have conversation with, and you just start to develop relationship with, to build friendship with, and then one day you might be able to invite them to something. You know, I, I've, I've gone to lots of different barbers over the years, and I've managed to get, I always talk about barbers whenever I talk about this topic, because they can't get away, they have to cut my hair. And I've managed to get three barbers to come to church of the barbers that I've had. None of them have become a Christian yet. But I'm not giving up. I'm not, not going not gonna to go elsewhere and think, oh, I'll try again with someone else. They normally move on before I do. Maybe they go to a different barbershop to get away from me. I don't know. But let's not give up. You know, let's be faithful in our witness. Let's be people who see that this is not just about the here and now, but this is about people's eternity that we're talking about. So come on, why don't we all stand together? We're going to pray, and then if you're watching with us from Berry or from Colchester, we're going to hand back to your location. But come on, why don't we just close our eyes and pray to a God who is the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's worthy of our praise. He is our Savior. We don't want to keep Him to ourselves. We want to spread this good news as far as we can. Come on, let's pray together. Lord Jesus. I thank you today that you are in charge, that you're in control, that you're the one who created the heavens and the earth, that you're the one who is God of gods, that there is no one else but you, that your name is the greatest name that has ever been. We want to see your name glorified in every single aspect of what we do. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be people who see opportunities, who see uh, people not as, as a tick box or an exercise, but as your, your, your child, your precious creation, who we want to help to draw towards you, Lord Jesus, and see that they might have a revelation of Jesus in their lives. Give us boldness. Help us, we pray, Lord Jesus. Ultimately, we just want to pray for your name to be glorified and you to be praised on high above all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. 
Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.